as an all-together service, when we meet at the end of every month, we're in this little bit of a series at the moment called Promise Keepers. I say a little bit of a series, hopefully it's going to carry us through till Christmas, which is great. Um, But we are looking at promises that were made to people in the Bible by God that he then fulfilled. And we found out a few weeks, a few months ago, two months ago, we did Adam and Eve, and we learned that even right at the start, when the fall of man happened, God made a promise to bring us back into relationship with him. And then we looked, we looked last, last month at uh, Noah, and we understood that God made a promise to Noah to never send another flood and to look after his family. He made a promise to look after his family on the boat as well. So, after the flood, Noah has kids, yeah? And they have kids, and they have kids, and they have kids, and so on and so forth. And then from the line of Shem, so Shem was one of Noah's sons, uh, we get, after a few generations, we get this guy called Abram. Now, it's not spelt as it is up on the... If I move this side, that'd probably be better, wouldn't it? Right, let's start again, right. So... (laughs) So it's not, spe- it's not spelt as it's up there, actually. I should have done this. I should have figured this one out, but I didn't. Um, it's without the H and the A. It's Abram. Abram. Because God changes his name later on, and we'll cover that in a second. So we get to this guy called Abram after a few generations, and unlike Noah and Adam and Eve, we, we kind of don't really get an introduction to Abram. It's kind of, uh, we hear a little bit about his family tree, kind of where he comes from, and then bam, we go straight in, God speaks to him and gives him this first part of the promise. Can we go forward one slide, Yuri? Is that all right? Thank you. So it says, can we, we make it embiggen? There we are. That's awesome. Um, the Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. It's interesting to know that this happened just after the Tower of Babel in Babylon, and, uh, and Abram would have, and his family would have been around that area. So it's interesting that it happens in the Bible just after that. So this is that go from this land. And then, uh, next slide. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. That's an awesome promise, isn't it? That's a really good promise. I'll make you great. Your name's going to be remembered. Curses for those who curse you, and everyone else to be blessed through you. How awesome is that? (laughs) There we go. (laughs) But... If you notice, this isn't a complete promise. It's only part of it. It's like a a teaser trailer. You know when you get teaser trailers for films? Like you get a little bit of the film. It's kind of just to keep your interest, a kind of taster of what's to come. It's the first clue. It's the first step on the journey. It's the bit of the puzzle. It's It's just a start of something. Now, can you go to the next slide? Does anybody remember this screen? Does anybody remember this screen? What, what comes to mind when you see this screen? Can you do the noise? It was the noise, the speed, the speed of the internet, the waiting time. If somebody else picked up the phone in the house, 
Oh my word, I was watching, I couldn't watch something then actually, what am I saying? I was reading something, there we are. Um, So this loading screen, at first, can I go to the next slide? So when you loaded up a picture, yeah, you loaded up a picture, it looked like this, and then slowly but surely, it came into a sassy French cat. As we know, the internet is basically for cats, yeah? So... Each time we see more detail as the screen loads, and each moment that passes, more of the picture is loaded in. That's kind of what happens, as we find out, with Abram, as a promise is revealed to him as he learns to trust God. Abram gets a little bit more information once he's followed the first bit of the promise. So he travels to a new land. He goes north west of where he was, and he travels up to a new land. God tells him that he will give him this land, and to Abram's offspring, this land will be available. Great, brilliant, but this is where we hit a bit of a stumbling block. You see, Abraham and his wife Sarai, they couldn't have children. They tried, They had no children of their own at this point, and um, they were getting on in age. Let's just say, how old do you think Abraham is at this point? Does anybody know? Pardon? Nearly 100. Yeah, nearly 100. Anybody anybody age 75 in the the congregation today, or around 75? I know I shouldn't ask, (laughs) but... Okay, so Abram at this point is age 75, and God says, I'm going to give this land to your offspring. Okay, (laughs) thanks God. Must have been a little bit confusing for him and his wife. They knew that they couldn't have children because they tried for years and years and years. You actually find out some of the other members of his family, they've already got children. Uh, Abram's brother, lost, uh, his nephew is even with him, so clearly other parts of the family have had children. Abram's at 75. They haven't got any children. So they're both really confused as to how God is going to deliver on this promise. So, Abram's feeling a bit dejected, so God takes him outside for a bit of a pep talk. Can you click the button once more, please, Yuri? Thanks. So he takes him outside for a bit of a pep talk. And he says to Abram, look up at the night sky. See that? I made that. <laughs> a bit of a humble brag by God, really, isn't it? But he looks up at the night sky, and he says, look up and count the stars. If you can, that is so shall your offspring be. Now, have you ever tried this? Have you gone out? Maybe not when you're in Cardiff, because the light level's a little bit floody over here, but if you go up like Caffili Mountain or up any of the mountains around the area, have you tried looking at the sky and counting the, nights, the, the stars in the sky? There's a lot of them about, isn't there? And have you ever, right, because it's really interesting, if you stare at one spot, at one star, and then slowly but surely more stars start appearing... It's a wonderful moment, isn't it? Like, you just like look in and you're, oh yeah, there's one star. No, two stars. Three, four, 27, 82. There's a lot of stars up there. And it's lovely how this, the, the star field just unfolds. The more you look at it, the more this star field unfolds. So this promise is the promise that God was getting at, that nations would be coming from him. This is the nations that I'm going to give you. This is the offspring I'm going to give you. 
countless, innumerable offspring. Abraham is a difficult one. He believed God, but struggled. He was human. We're like the rest of us. We're human. If God gives us a promise, and then we're like, yeah, we're 75. We ain't having kids. Yet you're saying a nation's going to come from me? He didn't have any children to his family name. So he and his wife decided to do something that was actually custom in those days. Abraham had a child with Hagar, one of Sarai's maidservants. This was a custom that happened. So at the age of 86, anybody 86? (laughs) At the age of 86, Abraham had a son. And his name was Ishmael. God's promise fulfilled. Great, yeah? On to nations. Abram's got a son. No. So it's, it's, not, it's not, not God's plan, this bit. Who likes marshmallows? Do you like marshmallows? Which ones? The pink ones or the white ones? The pink, pink ones. Hang on, let me find a pink one. Okay. Big, do you like that size marshmallow? Can we, can we embiggen it again, Yuri? Do you like that size marshmallow? Hang on. That size marshmallow. There we go. That's a huge marshmallow. What if I said to you, right, at some point in the future, Ola, at some point in the future, I'm going to give you marshmallow. Yay. In fact, you, you're going to get a big bag. It's going to be bigger than this. You know those ones we had for the s'mores that night? The big, really big ones? It's going to be like that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. At some point in the future, I'm going to give you a marshmallow. More than you can possibly imagine. But then, right? Then, I don't talk about marshmallows for months. I don't talk about marshmallows for years. I don't even mention it. I don't have them on a Tuesday night. They're banned from Sunday. No marshmallows. But the problem is, though, at this point, you've got the thought. You've got the taste of marshmallows. You've got the thought of, ooh, I fancy a marshmallow. I really want a marshmallow. So you go out and buy your own marshmallows. Problem is, they're off-brand marshmallows. They're those really weird Haribo ones that are not quite right. And this is, this is where we see Abram. This is where we catch Abram now, right? Abram and Sarai, yeah, they got impatient and they broke the rule. They broke the promise. They bought their own off-brand marshmallows. They'd been waiting for ages and it seemed like they were never going to get a child. So they took the promise into their own hands. God then, right, has a great conversation with Abraham in which he gives him a bit more detail. Did you say, do you remember what I said about that image slowly loading? A bit more detail to the promise. He changes Abraham's name, Abram's name, to Abraham. Yeah? Which means father of many. Some might consider that rubbing salt in the wound when he's not even got one son to his name with Sarah. Then he changes Sarai's name to Sarah and then tells of the son that they would have together. How he was the promised son, the one that the nations would come from. 
Marshmallow. <laughs> he was the proper marshmallow. Right. Abraham and Sarah, in separate accounts, genuinely laugh at God's suggestion. And in fact, if the way that you read the, the thing, in God's presence, they laugh. That they would have a child now. And with good right. Okay, we said about ages. Abraham at this point was 99 years old. Another eight years, Jordan, you can have a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 99 years old. And Sarah was 90. One of the first lessons for us in this promise is that nothing, nothing is too hard for God. And so within a year, within a year, Sarah becomes pregnant and bore Abraham a son at 100 years old. The son wasn't, Abraham was. His name was Isaac, or LOL for short. Good one for the guys who know what Isaac means. Isaac, as the name means, laugh, to laugh. Because Sarah laughed at the notion that she was going to have a child. <laughs> so yeah, his name is LOL for short. Um, because it just seems so crazy and weird and awesome that they should have a child after all this time and at this point in their lives. But this was God delivering on the promise, testing Abraham's trust in him, because he and the nations to come would need to trust in God too. There were some hard and difficult times ahead, but it was going to be worth it. Job done then. Bloodline secured. Nations, ahoy. No. Um, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more of a test coming up. See, up to this point, Abraham kind of flips in and out. Hey, hey. Abraham kind of flips in and out of trusting God. God again and again reminds him over the course of this 25-year period that this is going to happen. He will be the father of many, of all the nations, of blessings, of things to come. But we see Abraham taking it into his own hands. He worries about his own safety, even giving up his wife to no less than two kings. Not the book, actually two kings. <laughs> Laughing off the proposal of a child in his old age, he's not fully sure if God is going to deliver until he actually does. And God calls on Abraham a few years later and asks him to take Isaac for a walk up a mountain and sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. It's a little bit of a difficult bit of the Bible to read, to be honest. As a father, the thought of taking my son up a mountain to do this is a, it kind of, it holds. But like I said before about things with Noah and things like that, there are parts of the Bible that are difficult, but we need to see God's faithfulness through that. So now, the thought process in this one, uh, the one thing that Abraham needed to fulfill God's promise, a son, God was asking him to sacrifice. <laughs> what was going on? What was God doing with this promise that Abraham must have been thinking? Well, as we know, this was a test to make sure that Abraham trusted God and to provide and fulfill his promise. Abraham's hand was stopped just at the right point, and a ram was provided for a sacrifice in Isaac's place. This act of faith and trust proved to God uh, proved that, to God that Abraham was the right person to carry the promise of nations. 
In chapter 22 in Genesis, uh, verses 15 to 18, it says, The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, notice how that comes back again later, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies, and through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed, because you have obeyed me. Do you notice that's the fleshing out of the promise? It's more detail there. God, as Abraham trusted, as Abraham fulfilled the things that God asked him to, God opened up this blessing more and more. So, what does this mean for us today? We can learn that it won't Always, we won't always get the big picture when God gives us a promise. Unlike Noah, who had the entire picture and the blueprints to prove it, uh, Abraham's promise appears to him uh, at first to be a bit cryptic. Like, you know the catchphrase puzzle where like a little picture's done and you've got to figure out what the catchphrase is going to be? Slowly it reveals and there's a little bit of a surprise ending as to what that promise is going to be. We also learn that God follows through on his promise and in fact, this promise here, can we get this full screen, Yuri? Is that all right? And then it's like one click for each thing. You can have one click now. He fulfills it line by line. I will make you into a great nation. Abraham has countless descendants coming from Isaac to Jacob, Israel to the 12 nations, and boom, there's like everybody. And I will bless you. God blesses Abraham with all he needs, wealth, land, and food as he goes through his journey with him later on in, in Genesis. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Abraham, Abraham's name does indeed become really great, and it becomes widely known. He is referenced numerous times even in the New Testament and is known as Father Abraham. Has many hands, many... No, <laughs> So, uh, the third one, I will bless you, uh, bless those who bless you, and I, whoever curses you, I will curse. Curse? Curse. Blessings and curses are handed out to the leaders and nations who support and oppose the Israelite people. Like the pharaohs and the fall of Babylon, we see this unfold in the, New, in the Old Testament. And this last one, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. We see that all nations are blessed through him. Galatians 3.8 says, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. This is gospel truth. This is the gospel. This is Jesus. In Matthew 1 we did this with the kids last week with Father Abraham on Father's Day. In Matthew 1, we see the genealogy of Jesus. That's his family tree, yeah? And we see that he can be traced all the way back through the parental line through to Abraham. Jesus is the ultimate blessing that unfolds from this, the ultimate promise keep, the Son of God and of man, sent to save and redeem every man, woman, and child on earth sent to be a blessing to all nations, all nations, sent to renew the relationship that we can have with God. So for us today, 
right now, right now, if you choose, if we choose, we can receive this blessing that was promised to Abraham. Amazing. Through Jesus' actions on the cross, we can be saved. We just need to have faith and trust and believe in God to receive this blessing for ourselves. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this awesome blessing. We thank you for the instructions that we can receive through the Bible. This notion that we can, we can faithfully trust you in the promises that you unfold in our lives. And we know that this blessing has come through this line and comes through Jesus to us today. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you do. And we pray that it would unfold in our hearts, Lord. Amen. Amen.